Hey, welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am here with Emily King, my dear friend. Emily, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Meg? I'm so good. Thanks for doing this with me today. I could not be more excited. Uh, I'm hyped. I got to tell you, I've had a rough week. My TV broke. Like, I need that this week. I'm already in a pandemic, and now my TV's broken. It's not the only TV in the house, but it's the one in my room. So it's been a rough, I feel like unacceptable. Unacceptable. No, this has been a real highlight. I'm so, if I can't watch TV, I want to talk about TV. So this is great. And we are going to get into it. First, I want you to tell me what you've been watching. Okay, I've been watching a couple things. First thing I've been watching, family show, which is important because we spend a lot of time together. We've been watching The Floor is Lava. It's on Netflix. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a game show of the childhood game, The Floor is Lava. It is so silly and fun and we love it. Like my nine-year-old, his hands are in his mouth the whole time because he's so stressed out. And it is really like fun to watch these adults try to get across a room of lava but the best part about the floor is lava is when someone falls into the lava they cut away and they never show them again (laughs) (laughs) looks like these people fall into the lava and they're dead (laughs) and we love it it's really fun I highly suggest Okay, on that point about your nine-year-old, I have been watching with my eight-year-old uh, Zumba's Just Desserts, which is oh. like a baking competition, and what? she was describing to me how she feels watching it in the way an eight-year-old would. She said, Mom, sometimes at the end, I like start grabbing my arm because like I don't know who's going to win, and I'm like, yeah, that's how it feels to love TV. Yeah. That's the gift reality TV. It's gift. like, welcome to anxiety, sis. Yes. <laughs> It'll be your best friend for the rest of your life. <laughs> what else are you watching? Um, okay, the other thing I'm watching, adult, oh, adults only, no parents, not parent time. <laughs> We've been watching Doom Patrol, which sounds stupid, uh, and I'm fine with that. It's also a comic book related show, which also sounds stupid. And I rejected it. It's already on its second season. I rejected the first season because I thought, that's not for me. But the reviews for it are bonkers. My husband kept being like, you will like it. You should watch it. So we started watching it. He watched it again. And first thing you see is Brendan Fraser. Don't know if you remember him. Current day, like now, Brendan, like chubby Brendan Fraser, like sad eyes, Brendan Fraser. Full-faced. Yes. Chubby bunny. Brendan Fraser, still a great speaking voice. Yeah. <laughs> I would give him that. And it just really thrilled me. I feel like it's the Brendan Fraser, like, rec- like remember when there was a reconnaissance? Yeah. I'm like, is this the frasomnissance? <laughs> because he's back, back, back again, baby. And he is so fun on that. That also show- stars Matt Boomer. Thank you. Matt Boomer. Matt- Remind remember me. him? From Magic Mike, the center of season three. He is an angel on earth. He looks like um, one of those statues in a museum just came to life. He's got like a very like aristocratic face and a hot bod. And if that doesn't interest you, I don't know how else to sell you on the show because he is just mm. lovely. Just looked him up. Lovely looking. What do you know him from? You definitely know him from something. He's in so many things. Do I? I don't know. Maybe no one watches The Sinner but me, but he was really good in The Sinner season three. Yeah, I never Did saw you know? Magic Mike. You never saw Magic Mike, Mag? This is the perfect time to confess. <laughs> I feel like a foundational part of my womanhood is missing because I haven't seen Magic Mike. 
like you're not missing out, but what are you not gaining is the question you need to ask yourself. <laughs> because yeah. probably a lot. I can I tell like, you from experience a lot. Yeah. No, but I like his face a lot. So. Oh, that face. I'm telling you an angel. Doesn't it a lot look like he just heralded the yeah. second coming and came right on down and started. Carved to- from marble. Yeah, absolutely. So Doom Patrol is fun. I will, I will stand by and comic book show and tell you it's not usually my favorite vibe. I really am into this. It's really but, good. Like, it's funny. It's funny. It's really okay. funny. And it's really innovative. Like, I think the reason I don't like comic book stuff is because I'm like, been there, done that bought the t-shirt but this is like a very different vibe I haven't seen a show like this ever and I love innovation (laughs) just me personally I love innovation Mm -hmm. (laughs) new things and this is new the dialogue is fun it's unexpected Timothy Dalton's in it I mean it's a good show you'll like it okay I'm gonna check it out um speaking of weird shows no one's ever heard of I've been watching Toast of London uh, go on. Yeah. So starring Matt Berry, who is now on What We Do in the Shadows, the uh, mockumentary about vampires on FX based on the movie of the same name. Yes. Um, it is of the era of the first iPhone. So what? That's like 2010, 2008, somewhere around there. So it's a decade old. Um, It's about the shenanigans that this man, Toast, gets himself into as a really bad actor in London. And it's got kind of like 30 Rock cartoony vibes taken to a factor of like 12. Like it's pretty absurd. And it's one of those shows where I feel like you need to have already watched every comedy series that exists to arrive there and appreciate it. Okay. I... I love a show that makes me feel like I'm smart and I'm a real TV connoisseur. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this is like, you got to be into TV a couple levels deep. Yeah. Yeah. This is not um, entry level comedy series. This is people who are scouring Netflix looking for the next thing because they've watched it all already, which which is me and which is you. That that is the best. That's how I found Chewing Gum. Did you ever watch that show on Netflix? Unfortunately, not on Netflix anymore. I'm depressed about it. It is so freaking funny. It's another British show. It's, uh, you got to find it. But that's how I found Chewing Gum. because I'm like, I have nothing to watch. And then I'm like, what a joy, a little delight. I yeah. stumbled upon. Yeah. Toast uh, of London. Maybe. I didn't know that guy's name was Matthew Barry. What was that? I didn't know his name was Matthew Barry. Yeah. I you watch What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. And he, I, I don't know why that name makes no sense for his look. I thought his name would be like, Stephen Sinegan. I don't know. He has like a really masculine looking face. Like yeah. he just looks like a, he's carved out of wood, not marble. Or he's, he's pretty doughy too. Yeah. 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 Um, are you <laughs> caught up on what we do in the shadows? I'm not completely caught up. I've been saving a lot of stuff out of just pure desperation. You haven't seen Jackie Daytona of- yet? No, I can't wait though. We'll circle back. Okay. Um, I also watched Hamilton. I've never seen Hamilton. I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. And how'd, how'd you feel? Fine. It was fine. Okay. I know. I, I liked it. If I had paid $700 to see it, I don't know if I'd be like, wow, that was $700 well spent. Meg, I know that we're going to sound like some real grumps. Like we're too cool for popular things, but I couldn't make it through halfway. I don't think I like watching a, sh- a Broadway show on TV. It's just not meant to be enjoyed like that. I kind of got the same vibe. And 
the music kind of sounds like early Destiny's Child to me. Like there wasn't anything fresher than like, like three sisters. Okay, like Survivor. You know, yeah. like. Uh, yeah, I don't – I get it. People love it. I'm not here to hate on it. That's your thing. Great for you. I don't know. It's my thing. I didn't ever listen to the music. I don't like – I like to experience the show when I see it. I'm not like, let's listen to all the music and imagine. Because, like, I remember growing up, we listened to this Phantom of the Opera soundtrack all the time growing up. And then I saw the play when I was, like, 19. And I was like, wait, this is what this is about? Like, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> and so since then, I'm like, I think I just want to experience the music and the visuals together. And I didn't see Hamilton yet. So I tried to watch it on Disney Plus, and I'm like, it's two hours and 40 minutes. Mm, that's not for me. It's, it's just long. a little long. It's long. And I made the mistake of watching the first two hours, and then I had to go, and then I came back and watched the last 40 minutes. And that's not – like, it's a journey. You do the whole thing at once, or you don't do it at all. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you just gave yourself homework. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, I guess I'll and the last 30 minutes are essentially, like, someone reading Wikipedia. It, like – summarizes the rest of their lives and it's like I could have listened to a podcast and I could have just read the book I will say I did see King George aka Jonathan Groff who I live and breathe for and he he is incredible no he was the best part for me which makes me feel bad because he's like the one white person in the play but like his performance he was incredible really funny watch him in Mindhunter's yeah, I had to stop Mine Hunter season two. It got too dark for me. Yeah, your mom. I mean, like it, it's tough. I think that one was a tough one if you care about kids. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a I tough guess watch. I I if grew. you if you think children's lives are like valuable or whatever. If you're worried about like anything keeping you up all night, yeah, we do watch Mine Hunter. Might not be the show for you. Um, let's pivot away from child murder to talk Selling Sunset, the greatest <laughs> show that I've ever seen. Could it be? Could it, could it be? Yes, it could be. It is perfect TV, Meg. It is perfect TV. So the first two seasons are currently on Netflix. Third season coming out August 7th. I'm devastated. We have to wait a month. Yeah, but I was like so excited when I found out they already filmed and it was coming out because I was like, if we don't get to Chriselle's, if we do not get to Chriselle's life destruction, it, it just, I need it before a year from now. And so I'm actually feeling like blessed. Yeah, but I'm already panicked about what I'm going to do when season three ends because what they can't have been filming during COVID. So like how far out are we I mean, from a season four? And like I hate to be that um, anxiety ridden about a reality tv show but that's where no. i'm at emotionally they're our best friends okay and we're we're worried about them I, these people are legitimately my best friends. they're our best friends i don't like two of them but the rest of them i care deeply for and so i do need to know what's going on in their lives and a lot of them aren't great on instagram because i have been trying to supplement like yeah my desperation for connections with my best friends and I'll go to their Instagrams, I'll watch their live stories, and it's not the same. I need that filter. I need that the hills, like, light flares. I need it all. So let's let's real quick run through the premise of the show, and then we'll get into the characters, because boy, are they characters. Selling Sunset is about the Oppenheim group run by Jason and Brett Oppenheim. Twins. Twins. Yeah. Twins. Very short twin men. Uh, and their employees, who are all the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life. Statues. Gorgeous. Tall, tall. 
lots of plastic surgery has been done on their faces and it's worked. They look amazing. Some good, some bad. <laughs> That's true. Yes. <laughs> mixed results. There's some, there's some missed ones. They, uh, they're selling real estate in LA and not just any real estate. They are selling, what's the lowest listing you think? Like 3 million? I think one day I saw 1.5. Yeah. But it was in the valley. And that's like, mm, so it's a different. I mean, that's like they what threw things away. Yeah. And the highest listing I've seen so far is 75 million. So these ladies are getting commissions that would pay for anyone's college. Um, and it's Several just. Times. What was that? You can yeah. go to the Ivy League schools with this. You could get your PhD like nine times. It's really just a show about their relationships with each other, but also them doing their jobs. And I love shows where people are doing their jobs, especially when it's a job I know like nothing about mm-hmm. and they're doing those jobs well. That's really yeah. fun to watch. Especially like when your job is a re- such a reflection of your personality. That's what I really love. Like, I'm like, you couldn't be a real estate agent and like be like white bread. Like you kind of have to have like a little something about yourself. And these ladies got something about themselves. They are all stars. Yes. And the way they dress suggests like, Hey, I'm going to find this kind of house for you. The way they dress says to me, you can't afford me. And, and I agree. I can't. Right. Like those, she's in hill. They're always all in hills and they're already like five ten. Yeah, I know. The best is like when they wear such tall heels and they're trying to go down the stairs in the houses. That's actually probably my favorite part of the whole show. There's a, there's a long segment of Christine trying to walk some outside stairs and they don't cut away. Like Bambi. Yeah. It was the best. So let's talk individual characters here. We've got Jason. We've got Brett. Twins. There is something about grown men twins that throws me. I I just feel really weird kind of sad because they're like they're like what mid 40s and they're like I'm never gonna settle down I'm never gonna get married and I'm like what's left for you like I would feel sad for them if they weren't like so sure they were making the right decisions but then I'm like I don't feel bad for you I'm leaning really hard into this adult twin situation where I'm like you know what you probably will never settle down because you already have a best friend it's your twin yeah it's weird. I feel like most adults who have a twin, they're like, oh yeah, my twin lives in St. Paul or something. You know, they don't work in the same office. Yes. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are true twins. Yeah. You're on the same show. You'll go to the same office. You date the same women. You wear the same shoes. You have the exact same body, exact mm. same body. A little weird. It's just a, there for me, like that's a hard pass for me on both twins. Me too on a personality a scale like you're not the agent I would choose no absolutely not they are bottom of my list uh we've got Chriselle who let's call her the protagonist of this show we start the show the same time Chriselle starts at the agency so she's essentially guiding us the viewer through the dynamics of the brokerage and all of these different relationships with all the different women Let's talk about what I love about Chriselle. What? I love that they try to introduce Chriselle. Like, she's like, oh, this poor little new girl. She, they try to make her like, she's from like the Midwest and all these things. And then you find out she's like 
a soap opera star. Yeah. She's married. Mm, married. Was married. Asterisks around it to like a huge movie star. Well, TV. He's not a movie. To a huge TV star. Like she is not. She is. She is not this person that needs us to support her. The first season. The first season. I'm like, oh, your plight is you want to sell houses in the valley. Like that's hard for me to really root for you. Second season. I feel like. I'm coming around to Chriselle in a way of like, like she's not my favorite, but I like her more. I agree with that. I think that's a good assessment. The movie star, TV star she's married to is the blonde guy from This Is Us. The Not a great actor. I tried watching it, This <sighs> Is Us, and he was the worst part. I no, Sorry, Mandy Moore old face makeup was the worst part. He was the second worst part. I forgot they did that to her. <laughs> yeah, they did their dirty. And then we've got Christine. Christine is real good television. Christine is Cruella DeVille on purpose. She wears the best. She wears clothes that I think only exist in nightclubs in Vegas. But she's wearing them in the daytime. She's like one of those people who walks into a store and says, I want you to give me the most expensive items. I don't care what they are. And those are inevitably like the, the weird showy items. Yeah. Yeah. She airs on the side of tacky. A little tacky, but obviously very expensive. My so favorite, expensive. I, okay. I live for Christine. Christine is, I, I'm going to say it. She's the top five favorite TV characters on our reality show. Yeah. The level of self-awareness she has, especially season one to season two, you know, she saw season one and was like, oh, this is who I am on this show. Great. Like, I'm going to lean into that. Like the last time I think we had this was like Kristen from the, remember Kristen in Laguna Beach when it was yeah. like, oh, you're the mean bratty girl. And she's like, great. I will own that. And I'm fine with that. Cavallari? So, Kristen Cavallari? Yes. Do you remember when she was like the other girl? She dated Steven, but Elsie loved Steven and Steven was the one you needed to root for. I mean, like Elsie was like, oh, that, oh, or Elsie. And Christine, Kristen was like, oh, she's just a mega babe. Like that is the exact same dynamic. Like Chriselle is like, oh, like little Chriselle. And yeah. Christine's like, oh, Christine. But I like love Christine. I wish I could embody some of that confidence, but her self-awareness is my favorite part other than her hairdos. Her hair is insane. Crazy. Her hairdos are insane. Did you see the one where she braided chains into her hair? Yeah. 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 That must've taken so long. And so heavy. Yeah. Like you're wearing like 10 pounds of like chains in your hair. Did you see on HBO the comeback? With Lisa yeah, oh my Andrew. gosh. I love the comeback. So season two, you watch season two. Yes, yes, yes. When she sees Andy Cohen out to lunch with RuPaul. At the Ivy? Yeah. Yes. She, she had been offered a part on Real Housewives and de- like declined. Mm-hmm. But she sees Andy and she's like, I get it now. I understand what you want. It's a role I'm playing. And I feel like Christine had that monologue with herself. Like, this is who I am. This is what the people want. This is the character I'm going to play. Whether that's actually Christine or she's playing a role, like, who cares? It's amazing. I couldn't care less because it's so good that, like, usually when someone's on a reality show and they're like, oh, I should be the villain, like, they're not good at it and it's embarrassing to watch, you know? Or I'm like, you're a bad actor. Yeah. 
and this isn't who you are. So now I'm just watching bad acting. And I hate that. That's like my beef with the bachelor. You know, this is I'm like, they think they have to be these characters. They're not. And it's just so vulnerable and uncomfortable. But Christine, I'm like, this is enough of who you are that it's incredible. Like, I think yeah. you took these parts of you that you knew like popped on TV and you just like made them bigger. And she's, competent like I think she's probably the best agent that brokerage has well what about Maya oh we'll get to Maya because I also think she's pretty good (laughs) Maya's great but Christine is so good at stirring up trouble Mm -hmm. in a way that's going to affect everyone around her because actually everyone wants to be Christine's friend like she's Regina George I want to be Christine's friend. I know if I saw Christine, I would try so hard to be her friend. She's so cool. Like, I'm like, I hate saying this as a 35-year-old woman, but I'm like, she is so cool. She's cool, cool. and I want to be her friend. That's how I feel about Christine. The other thing I like about Christine is, like, she stirs the pot, but she apologizes. And that's what you need in a villain. Like, it's hard to root for someone who's just, like, the worst. And I'm like, she's not the worst because she'll say sorry. She might not mean it, but she'll say it. She says sorry in a way that, like leaps over doing the work it takes to feel sorry she'll do something terrible and then she'll show up with flowers and be like hey sweetie just wanted to say sorry and the other person is like completely blindsided by this apology because most apologies like acknowledge the thing that was done wrong they have to accept it because what else are they gonna do yeah Cameras are rolling. <laughs> but, I mean Chriselle doesn't accept it which is what makes Chriselle a little more fun yeah because, so, like, she, she's pushing back this season, and I'm here for it. At the end of season one, we have a huge blow-up between Chriselle and Christine. I don't remember the particulars. Do you? I have no memory of it at all. And I looked it up because I'm like, what were they even fighting about? I think it's, like, they just didn't No, I thought maybe it was, like, Chriselle alluded that she was dating someone else's boyfriend. But that's not right, because that was Mary who did that. It's telling that neither of us remember nor care. All that matters was that they had this huge giant blow up and Cashel and Christine stopped speaking to another in between seasons. Yeah, and they at s- work. Can you imagine just being at work not talking to your coworker? I cannot. And I admire it, honestly. Like that takes a lot. That's a real personality to pull that off. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of season two is kind of them navigating how to work around each other and be professional. It did make me like Chriselle more because I'm like, listen, I think Christine is so cool. I would do anything to be her friend. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Chriselle is like, no, I'm not accepting this. And like, she's not too dramatic about it, but she like kind of said some healthy boundaries. I was like, I do kind of like Chriselle more because I thought if it were me, I would be like, oh, that's fine, Christine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's get our nails done together. Like, no, Chriselle has benefited from therapy. Like you can tell, like she's got, she's she got does. some good tools. She reads books. <laughs> the best part of their fight though in season two was when Christine was trying to justify that she had reached out to Chriselle and she was like, I sent you flowers when your dog died. And Chriselle was like, well, it was my dad. <laughs> and I was like, that is the greatest. Like Christine trying to validate that she is a good person, <laughs> having no idea who actually died, just knowing like she sent you flowers and that makes it all fine. And there's a bit of a canyon between dog and dad too. You know, it would be like one thing if it was like brother and it was actually sister who died, but like animal versus father. Your dad. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a difference, but not to Christine. 
Pretty iconic. Uh, we've got Maya. My I personal Maya. fave. Maya's like probably the one that is the most well-rounded. Like she's good TV still, but she seems very herself. She's, I think, very authentic, which is hard to be on a TV show. Like if I was on a reality show, I would totally be a caricature of myself. I do feel like Maya seems like this is just who she is. And I think she almost benefits from having her accent uh, mm-hmm. because it does feel authentic every time she speaks. Because she'll say stuff in a weird way, but you kind of don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because she has a very thick accent. And, she, well, and she's very proficient in English. She has a very strong vocabulary, but her accent is so heavy. Yes. I mean, she's clearly extremely intelligent. Like the yeah. stuff that she is doing is an interesting realist, right? Like she's not just selling houses. She's like selling properties to developers and then hoping to help them redesign the house and then resell it. Like I'm like, she's kind of on a different level. She's developing properties. And I really like Maya. I think I would, if I didn't have Christine be my agent, which of course I would have Christine be my agent. I think Maya would be my second choice. I think she'd be my first, if I'm being honest. I mean, I would just want to bask in Christine. That's why she's my first. She would definitely try to sell me a house that I couldn't afford, though. You know that's the kind of frustration. Buy it. That's the thing. Christine would sell me a house I can't afford. I would buy it because I don't want to say no to her. I mean, that's a danger with Christine. She's that friend that you go to the mall with, and you come home and just being like, how did I spend $1,000? At a minimum. But Maya is not bad. She's well-rounded. She's a mom. That's her storyline, right? Like, she's older. She wanted kids. Now she's married. She has kids, which I like Maya. I root for Maya. She's a necessary character in a reality show. Not everyone can be Christine. You need some valleys in those peaks. But Maya's also not a pushover. Like, I'm like, Maya will push back. She'll speak up. She's honest. She's not, yeah, she's not Chriselle. Like, she's not the, the center of drama. Yeah, and she's, she's not like, trying to always be the good guy, which I think Chriselle is. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do feel like Chriselle feels like she needs to be opposite of Christine. <laughs> yeah. That's her role. Fair. So Maya, fine. She's fine. I like Maya. Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> I got to be honest. I would murder for Mary's wardrobe. I love Mary. what Mary, Mary wears. Mary's always wearing those like weird cage tops. I don't know how else to describe them where they have like layers or it looks like she's in a cage of fabric. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I'd murder for Mary's body. It's, it's, she keeps it very tight. She, yeah, her body is incredible. The wedding dress she picks, stunning. I think she has good taste. Yeah, Not friends. I mean, I like the house where she got married, which is I like also in good taste. Um, but you can't talk about Mary without talking about Roman. No, let's we'll talk like, about Roman. How do we even feel about Roman? Because I feel like Roman season one, Roman's Mary's fiance, now husband. 23. Is he 23? Well, Mary's like almost 40, right? She's or she 38. is 40. Is she 38? She was 38 when in season one. And Roman must have been like 25. Like they were, like she has a son who's almost Roman's age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Good for her, honestly. Yeah, Roman, this French. I want to say potato fan. He's a model. Is he a model? Is that what it is? He's like a personal trainer model. I looked him up because they keep talking. Like the thing that confuses me about Roman is there's a lot of great fringe male like personalities, but Roman's the only one who's like integrated into the show all the way. And I'm like, why is Roman our only man here? Do you want, 
I want to learn a lot more about Christine's fiance. Fiance, I've looked up everything because I'm fascinated. I am so, so fascinated by him and their match is so interesting. I root for them. <laughs> I like them Here's the thing, Emily, that she doesn't seem that into him. She seemed mm. into his money. I think him, I'm really, not convinced. I think she's just very into herself. And, like, I think she found someone who is also, like, oh, that's my wife. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I that's think fair. he's, like, fine with her being, like, self-absorbed because he's also very into her. Sure. Yeah. I cannot – I'm sorry. We're going back to Christine. I cannot wait. I'm up at night with excitement for Christine's wedding. The I black dress. The black dress, her gothic wedding. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I can't You know when they give you a preview for season two and then you realize – that it's like back in the olden days and you actually have to wait for it. And that feeling of disappointment. Yeah. That's where I was when I saw that the other night as I finished. It's not done yet. I will. I did just read an article where Christine's like, I'm pretty sure I had coronavirus at my wedding. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the most Christine headline I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Classic. Just flipping it in. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, Mary. Yeah. Mary's fine. Mary used to date one of the twins, which I find fascinating. They still share a dog. Jason? Was it? It was Was Jason. Jason? I mean, they're the same person, basically. So yeah. Both of them. Um, Mary's, to me, she's fine. Like, I'm like, I don't, I feel almost nothing about Mary. There's something about Mary. Maybe, maybe it's because she's a push. I, I like see myself in Mary, not in a good way, but in like a, I feel connected to Mary. Okay. Um, I don't think you're a Mary. I just want to put that out there. So everyone mm-hmm. knows. Uh, but the thing about Mary is like, she's not a total pushover. I think she does. She has a good heart is how I think I would phrase Mary, but she makes yes. very interesting decisions. Very, she's immature. Very interesting decisions. Yeah. And like the fight she has don't even make sense to me. Like, why are we fighting about this? You're 40. You're a 40 year old woman with a grown up son and you share a dog. The best thing about Mary, do you remember last season one when Mary got a diamond ring from Roman and then they found out it wasn't a real diamond? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, that's it's over, right? Everyone was like, it's a huge fight. I just was like so fascinated with the way Mary handled it because I felt like she would say things to her friends, but then she would tell Roman other things. And I was like, just tell your friends this. Don't bring your husband to fight your battles. Yeah. The, it, it does reek of immaturity for me. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I found Mary. She's whatever. I, I'm, I really want to stress you're not a Mary. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Heather. Heather's an interesting one. Heather. Okay. I know how this sounds and I'm going to say it anyway. Heather from season one to season two, her looks, she went from like a straight up blow up doll. She looks like a blow up doll, Mm -hmm. but now I feel like in season two, she looks like, like an off brand blow up doll. Like she got left in the sun or something. Like it just like something shifted a little bit where she doesn't look like herself anymore, but she still looks like fully, her mouth is always open. Like well, because she has so many injections, I don't think she can close it. Heather, you've got to close your lips, lady. Heather, the other thing about Heather that I have to get off my chest is the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Is There's she the one with the, the wrists with, like, the music notes? her charm bracelet. Yeah. They're so, like, I just am, like, I feel like my, my grandma. But I'm, like, those tattoos really ruined your looks. 
I really have yeah, I don't disagree. Tattoos. I don't like them. Heather, I felt like season one, I was like pretty into Heather. Season two, I'm like, you lost me, sis. I don't like care about your relationship with Tarek, who I do like from his other HGTV shows. I liked mm-hmm. him. I think he's an interesting personality, but I don't like that's your whole storyline now. Yeah, and it's weird because in season one, Heather and Christine really didn't get along at all. And then in season two, it's like the Heather-Christine-Davina gang. Yeah, and the thing is, I liked Christine and Heather being enemies. Me too. I I was into that dynamic because Heather is not easy to root for, and Christine is. So I'm like, I kind of like this dynamic. It's a little harder now because, like, Chriselle is, like, sort of easy to root for, and Christine is too, but... Uh, it makes it not as polarizing, but I did like, I felt like to me, like Heather is the perfect fall girl. Like she should take all of these hits and she's fine. Like she's like, sort of like, whatever. I will say I have a personal beef with Heather because I'm a stepmom and I feel like I don't like the way that she is a step girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm already way? like, well, like when she like bring, how she brought it up at that party. Do you remember when they were at the office in season two and she was like talking about his stepkids and like getting a nanny for them and like posting about them on Instagram and Amanza, the new lady was like, I wouldn't be comfortable with that if that were my kids. And I'm like, yeah. I agree with Amanza. Heather needs to bring it down a level. Like stepmoms already have a bad rap. We only have like one good character in the history of the world. And yeah. I feel like she's just really adding to the negative stereotypes here. So thanks a lot, Heather. You got an enemy in me now. Well, there you go. So I'm not into Heather. There, I said it, and I meant it. I think she's, like, kind of a flighty. She's, like, in high school. Yeah. Well, I would say they all are, but her especially. Um, a little bit of Arrested Development. Davina. Yeah, she's, like, <sighs> Davina's complicated, isn't she? I just don't like Davina. Well, she's not that likable. I don't think she likes being on TV. First of all, I'll tell you what, she's not made for TV. She no. does her face. She's got to get a resting face that is not so mean. Yes. And she just never seems comfortable on camera. She seems very defensive. That's my thing with Davina. Like, even when she's meeting with clients, I'm like, why are you so defensive? Like, they're trying to give you money. Like, yeah. I did like root a little bit for Davina this year when she was like trying to take a big swing and Brett kind of shot her down because I was like, I do think you kind of shoot her down and you guys do love Mary. And I could see where Davina was coming from. It seemed a little unfair, but also like Davina, you're not that likable. (laughs) Like You need to look in the mirror. Have you noticed how tall Davina is? Is she really tall? She's so tall. Like she was standing next to Christine and she did not have as high of heels as Christine. And she was like almost the same height as Christine in Hills. Like I was like, Davina is a tall, like she's a tall drink of water. She, um, it's been mentioned a number of times is the only one to not have received a boob job. Yeah. And she also dresses a little plainer. She just doesn't quite seem to fit in that office. Yeah. Because how did she end up there? I don't know. I would love to know that. Cause I'm like, even Maya doesn't dress like they dress, but she still has like, there's an aura about Maya. That's like, she's glam. Davina, I feel like, is are the Oppenheimers your cousins or something? Maybe. And the are thing you- about Maya is she has one of those, like, Eastern European, just, like, gorgeous faces. Yeah, not like that Davina's school. not gorgeous, but, like, Maya is, like, she's got a supermodel face. Yeah. Davina is, like, I feel like the worst woman in the world saying the stuff I'm saying, but she's any girl on the street. Yeah. Like, Which the is, other- like... 
showstoppers. And we've both been on camera. We know how hard it is, but like, there's just, she's just not quite the look for it's that room. So I do, I kind of wondered if they had set Davina up to be just like the black sheep in yeah. the show. Where you were she always, doesn't have enough of a personality for that. Yeah, she doesn't, she's like, if you had Christine's personality with that, I will say Davina talking to Roman was one of the most uncomfortable times I've mm-hmm. ever felt with TV. Those two together, Roman, very, very thick accent, very interesting way to be upset about stuff. And Davina being like direct, but also apologizing. It was very uncomfortable. I'm like, these two are not good TV. Get them off. Get them so off. what happened was Davina was the one who was like, oh, the diamond's not real. And that made Roman feel very emasculated. And he didn't want Davina at the wedding. And Mary told Davina that Roman didn't want her at the wedding. They have a big blow up at a party. And it's essentially like, no, she's still not invited to the wedding because she sucks. Yeah, I will say like Roman really stuck to his guns. Yeah. I would have been like, that's fine. Just let her come. But it is awkward. It's like literally everyone in the office, but this one person's invited. It's rough. It's a tough look. <laughs> I think like Davina in general, I just am sort of like, oh, sorry, lady. Like yeah. it, it, things aren't going your way. I just, I hope she gets that commission from that $75 million listing because this show is not doing her any favors. She needs, I would love it if she started her own brokerage. Like when she talks about that, I'm like, let's do that. That'd be fun. Take yeah, I, I, they teased that in the preview for season three. I would love to see it. I yeah. feel like we're not going to. I know, but I would love a rival to the Oppenheim, Oppenheimer, Oppenheim. Oppenheim. It's like I would love a rival. Uh, what's her face on The Good Wife started her own firm, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh, so fun. Yes, I see. I would love that kind of dynamic. I think that inter-office fighting, of course, it's entertaining, but I do love like when they gang up against another one. Yeah. Pretty good TV. Uh, we've got Amanda. It's not Amanda. It's Amanda with a not amazing. It's not Amanda. It's Amanda. Yeah. Amanda. She's new in season two. She's a um, what do they call it? A stager when they stage a house. Who's now become an yeah. Agent. She's a stager. She needs more money. I guess is her storyline. A little bit of a rough past. Single mom, two kids. MIA ex. Um, I looked him up. He's an NFL football player. It does sound like he kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. So Amanda is just sisters doing it for themselves. I will say Amanda came in so hot. I was like, I don't like her. Uh, the more time I spend with Amanda, the more I like her. Like, I actually think she's a lot more even killed than I was expo- expecting. She writes pretty hard for Mary. Yeah, she does. She loves Mary. And I, I love a loyal friend. Yeah. I um, do love that. I do feel like loyalties shift a lot in this show, I, and that's maybe ripe for destruction, the bond between the two of them. If Amanza and Christine team up, I really feel like that is a good match. Well, there was this moment in season two where uh, Heather was coming out of Man- Amanza, Amanza. Because Amanza did her a favor. Yeah, that because she like was Heather's late to a showing. So much less. Like, Heather's like, I can't do the showing. I have a birthday party for my stepdaughter, which I'm like, first of all, it's not your stepdaughter. You're dating her dad. It's yeah. like, let's just, I just want to put that out there, Heather. So Heather's like, everything's been planned. I can't cancel. Amanza on a Saturday, who also has two kids by herself, yeah. was like, I'll do it. I'll go and open the house for you. She was 30 minutes late. It's LA. Everyone is late. Traffic is bonkers. She was late. She was super. I thought she did such a good job with that walkthrough. I'm like, she's really doing did. a great job. And instead of being like, hey, sorry you were late, but thanks for doing that for me, Heather just came at her. That's when I was like, no thanks, Heather. 
Yeah. Hard pass on Heather, but Christine turned to Amanza and she's like, you're doing better than any of us. Don't let them bring you down. It was the first time I had seen the two of them interact. And I was like, is Christine like recruiting here? I actually was like, Christine is so self-involved. Christine is very aggressive. Christine is very blunt. But that was the time where I'm like, wait, is Christine also like sincerely a kind person? I don't know. I don't think she does anything without ulterior motives. That, that is so interesting because I felt like this was the only time that Christine wasn't clearly on TV. Like, I'm like, I feel like this is kind of who you are. All these other times I feel like, oh, you're on TV. You're taking off a hat. You're in a one-piece bikini. I mean, a one-piece swimsuit and you're getting into the pool. Like, that's totally your vibe all the time. Like, looking camera ready. This was the first time where I'm like, wait, is this honestly who you are? Because she seemed sincere. So that leads me to my final question here. How much of this is who they are and how much of this is directed and doesn't matter? I mean, it's so hard because do you know, cause it's the same guy who did the Hills and the O's and, and Laguna beach, you know? Oh, it I, is. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That's soft blow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's him. And so I think that because I don't know if you remember when you found out the Hills was like, like truly fake and it was like, what? Because for me, it was like, wait, what? It's the same way I felt when I found out House Hunters was set up. Like, they already bought a house. I was just like, Complete I felt betrayal. betrayed. Like, very betrayed. Like, wait, why am I invested in this so hard when it's not even real? So because I came into this show with that perspective, I do kind of think like, oh, everything's manufactured. But there's enough of like a real personality. Like, I think confrontation is manufactured. I think a lot of it is how they normally would react just turned up a little bit and I think it's I think it's like housewives right like where they stage these interactions and they put people in position to do certain things but the things the women say are things they would say they said it they said it yeah that's how I'm like who cares if we're entertained does it matter I think like for me personally, I don't care because I don't like my own life that much. Like it's great, but it's not this interesting. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, my life is boring. It's fun. It's fine. This life is glamorous. It's entertaining. I like having an opinion on a TV character. I don't, that's probably why I don't care about Mary. Cause Mary's so hard to like, like, or dislike. She's just kind of whatever, but I like feeling strongly and putting that energy to something that doesn't matter like TV. So for me, I'm like, I'm here for it. I don't care if it's manufactured. I like that you guys get your makeup done to answer your front door. Like, I like all of that. Yeah. And I I hate to wax too philosophical here, but I also feel like if you're a person who signs on to do a reality show and sure that reality show might be slightly scripted, that's still a representation of your reality. Like Mm -hmm. that's still you. You're still a part of this. This is still your life. We're still getting an idea of who you are. Yeah, I think like it's different. You're going to be different. I I one time went to, it's a long story, but I was at an event where all these housewives were as well. Incredible. And it was incredible. And I met this one, Phaedra, who on the show, I'm like, Phaedra is so much. She's too much. She's from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. In person, I realized, no, this is this is you, but it is just like kind of, a role you take on. Like it's still who you are, but it's you adapting and putting on this like persona of you. Like it's not completely fake, but it's not how you like talk to your kids. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, 
I personally, I'm not interested in a show of like how people talk to their kids. No, I'm interested boring. in a show. Yeah. Like I have, I live that life. I live that show. Like I'm very interested in a show of like reality's turned up a notch. It's yeah. Fun. And, and I think I, that's what reality TV does. It gives us what we want. We don't want reality. We want entertainment. No, it's like, you know what? You should watch those KUTV like self-help shows if you want reality like mm -hmm. I'm not interested in doing that even like shows like do you remember that one show with those kids who have like 18 kids those one Bob and whatever the, uh the Duggars the Duggars even yeah. their TV show which is like we're wholesome and we're a family I'm like but this isn't your reality like mm -hmm. even this is a little different this is just a glammed reality and I want that yeah I want it I need I, in fact I need it Meg so do I. Emily, thank you so much for talking Selling Sunset with me today. It's been such a pleasure. Always, always and forever. I will talk to you about any show. You know that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>